Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Heat Ratio Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon. And it's Birds Day. We usually have a day of the month, or a day of the week, I should say. And can we call this the Double Doink Podcast? I like uh, it. Can we steal that because from Cody Parkey, who, God rest his, not soul, but mind. NFL career. <laughs> I mean, it's a shame. I mean, he took it like a man. But, hey, man, let's get right into it. I mean, let's get right into where you were at, where you watched the game, what the moments were like. I know myself, I was sitting literally right here in this studio, and I was on my knees at the fourth and goal on the sprint out, just praying, saying, this this has to happen. Uh, you know, and I, I literally was saying to my sons, and uh, I said, listen, I, I have a feeling we're going to score, and then we're going to miss a two-point conversion, but then he's going to miss a kick. And I, I, and not to sound cliche because I know a lot of people are saying that, but seriously, it's not that hard because Cody Park, you missed how many kicks this year? So yeah. it's not like you were asking Adam Vinatieri to miss. You were, we're talking about Cody Parkey. okay? But here's the deal: that game, uh, I like to see Doug Peterson. In my mind, grew up a little bit. I hate to say that, but 1.8 yards per carry, and he continued to run the ball. Uh, I know Dave doesn't like Jim Schwartz. Uh, I, 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 I know. Listen, he did for one week. Listen, yeah, he one, did one it week, right he one was, week, oh, right? He was, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, Schwartzy had had another good week, in my opinion. Uh, he did. Listen, say what you want about Avante Maddox. I know we're going to get into the double move, and hats off to Matt Nagy because he's seen that, and he's seen we're going to. Thank, thankfully, they didn't start the double move until the second half because if it, they did it in the first half. Mitch might have threw for 500 yards, uh, you know, so it would have been uh, probably a different outcome because Allen Robinson, which is one of the guys I did mention on this show, we all agreed that he could be a problem, you know, out there on the line. So my thing is I I, I just feel that feeling again. And, and, and not to sound euphoric, but this almost has the New England feel to it. And the reason why I say that is – Last year was next man up, but it was next man veteran player up. It was next veteran up. You're going next rookie up. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, LeBlanc, I know he's not a rookie, but he's a castaway from Chicago. You know, Avante Maddox, Rasul Douglas. Okay, these guys, Trayvon Hester, who, you know, we, we actually brought him up couple couple weeks ago like where'd this guy come from right and, it, and lo and behold it sounds like chicago had drafted him and then let him go uh if i'm not mistaken we need we'll verify that he later he was a but, raider he was, uh, was it a raider he was a raider okay at some point in his career yeah so it, it just it's crazy how it's all and and this has the new england flavor to me because new england always had those guys in the postseason that step up that you never heard of you know patrick chung Got paid because of that a few years ago by us. Okay, we thought we were getting this great Patrick Chung, and he wasn't that good when he came here. Okay, New England, Jabbar Gaffney, a guy, a cast off. Okay, almost like Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews is a huge play in that game. And you haven't thrown a Jordan Matthews in five weeks, right? So it's like, I mean, yeah, he got one or two passes, but he's never been in that game playing. And you go long, it's a, a significant play, significant penalty, changes the game. Everything is just falling into place. And my observation just is, Doug did one thing that Andy Reid could never do. In my opinion, he managed the clock correctly in this game. I like that they went first and second down running the ball. They made Chicago take those two timeouts, right? And, and I like it. I like it. And a lot of people are like, I, I really don't think, even Collinsworth was shocked. Where he's like, ah, oh, should he call that timeout on, on fourth down? Because it could have gave him three just in case he didn't score. That that was the most important play of the game, so I'm good with calling a timeout to get yourself on the same page. So all in all, bring on the Saints, but let's break this game down, man. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Coach Dave. Uh, thank you, John. I I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nail on the head with a lot of stuff, uh, Tony. I I agree. A um, couple things obviously stood out to me. You talked about Schwartz, and we'll bring him up first. Um, <clears throat> first and second quarter, it, those those receivers for N. Mitchell didn't have much time to do anything because we were press coverage in the beginning of the game, and 
they stayed on top of him, and they were forcing Mitchell to throw the ball in the spots, and he wasn't able to connect. For some odd reason, in the third and fourth quarter, if you noticed, he started to play off his guys. His his D backs were playing off. I don't I don't that's what frustrates me. I don't understand the inconsistencies and I do understand the game enough to say, okay, you want to throw the offense different looks. It's like throwing a change up or a curveball. But if something is working and you're stifling the offense, let's let's keep that the same until they make a play and force them to make a play. I, I just don't understand why we were did that. And and Tony, you know, we texted back yep. and forth and I gave you my analogy on the third down and long and we didn't pressure we didn't pressure Mitchell. It doesn't make sense to me. That he's a young playoff quarterback. Now, okay, let's go. Let's roll some positive stuff out, right? Um, our offensive time. line. Our offensive line. <laughs> the yeah. Our offensive line was astounding and and I don't think that they got talked up enough. I mean, uh, Khalil Mack who Exactly. Yeah, and our old man, who um, Jason Peters, man, stepped up, and My you know Lord. he was zero for three in playoff games prior to that. He didn't win one since it, since he's been here, so he got a win under his belt. Good for him. Um, <clears throat> okay, so let's go to the drive, and and the last play of the game was something that you guys heard me say before is a staple play in the West Coast offense called the sprint right option. Yep, and when you go play that you do that play sprint right option that inside receiver um, closest to the line of scrimmage is your guy he's sprinting to the pylon that's your number one I'm going to let you know right now that's your number one receiver that's the guy that you know that is going to make the play and guess who they threw the ball to right we all know well we went to Alshon Jeffrey first but the play- and then we went to Golden Tate yeah same play right we rerun the same yeah. so they originally that is their number one guy now Sean but he didn't come up with the ball it was a good play by the corner and then they, they I, I, I'm thinking they went, in my opinion, they went to Tate on the second one because he's a speedier receiver, and they thought he could kind of get away from the coverage in a quicker spot than Alshon. Well, he actually mistaked the play. The play is supposed to be one, two steps, and Nick throws the ball, but Tate got screwed up. He for, I think he forgot the play <laughs> and then sprinted to the pylon. Are you serious? And, and if you notice, what this is goes to what I'm getting into with Foles. Foles altered his throw. If you go back and look at it, yes. it's almost like a sidearm rocket pass. Who was that, Floyd, the defensive end? At the end, yeah. Yeah, he got it right underneath his arm. Yeah, so – Let's all right now. Let's go into Foles' throws on that drive. Right, the throw to Nelson Aguilar went right through his hands. Right through the throw to that you brought up, Alshon Jeffrey was a laser right at him. He dropped it in his hands. Nick Foles was um, I think there was a twelve play drive scoring drive when we needed him to score and came up with that throw to Golden Tate. So Nick Foles again played. To me, unbelievable football, even though he threw two interceptions to a team that caused 36 turnovers. I was going to so, say, it's a number one defense. So you went into Chicago, yes. into that field, against that defense with your backup quarterback again. Yep. And you beat them, I know, on double doink. But, again, I'll go back to this. Cody Parkey, and this shout-out to the Eagles fans out there that, that Cody Parkey jerseys in the city of Philadelphia are sold out, by the way, which yeah. I think that's hilarious. It's crazy. It's too funny. Just getting on the Eagles fake fans. Venmo account? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just think it's funny. Uh, it's, I, it's I, Philly fans are hilarious. They're best fans in the world. So, But on that double doink, an Eagle made a play, right? So the Eagles continue to make plays yep. in, in order to keep this run going. And that's the stuff that's if you're not a football fan and excited about this, like you you don't you're not alive. So most viewers they've had on that. Did you hear that? No. The most viewers they've ever had since 1994. That's crazy for an NFC game, for an NFC playoff game. So and this game's going to be a big time game. Uh, Hell yeah! So one quick more note, and then and then we'll let John talk. (laughs) Dallas Goddard's huge catch. Huge. Huge. So that play. Bad throw. That was a McDad throw, too. It was. But the play, you talked about Dougie. That was a double screen. Double, sc- double fake screen. So you actually faked it once, faked it twice, and then made a throw against that defense. And which just shows how awesome our, de- our offensive line Exactly played. right. Crazy. Exactly right. Crazy. And, and to be innovative that much to do that at that spot when you needed to drive the ball, that was a huge first down in that series. Huge. 
I, I think, you know, I'm excited. I'm pumped up for it. I know New Orleans are already a nine-point favorite or whatever. Um, uh, which is fine. I don't. We don't care about. It. We'd uh, rather be the underdog. I don't care. Make it the twenty-point underdog. I don't care. Listen, they they were they were waiting for this game. You know, we talked about that game. We broke it down, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about Sean Payton running the score up a little bit. Oh yeah. You know, you, you hear the back line of you know Malcolm Jenkins walked by, gave him the middle finger like, twice. Yeah, he he yeah. knew. Okay, yeah. so they're waiting for this. I'm not saying you know we don't know. I'm not going to say what the outcome is definitely going to be, but. All I know is this is going to be a very different football game than forty-eight to seven. Yeah. I can I can guarantee you that. Yeah. What do you think, John? Well, you guys pretty oh, much brought everything. Uh, you well, put I, everything up. it's I mean, hard. I'm, I know Pittsburgh's not in the playoffs this year, uh, so it's hard for you to. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to wear this uh, black and green uh, Eagles gear too. But you know, uh, you, you do it. It's you, hard. you gotta you gotta please the football gods. One All team's right? moving That's forward, one team's is. falling apart. My, my Eagles gear has gotten five weeks of work over the past uh, ten years. Here we go. Here we go. No, I mean, look, there were the big plays. I mean, there was the the strip of the reception no no clear that was one of the weirdest it was but i'm sorry the first thing i say i don't care if the ref blows the whistle i don't care how many go jump on the ball you don't even have to jump it just jog over and pick it up and hand it to the guy i mean that's taught at what age you yeah. never let the that's football peewee. sit on the ground, that's period. A, that's an any sport. So you play to the whistle. That's why they had to go down to the, the depths of the rule book to find out because everybody picks up the ball. Just pick it up. Yeah. So, I mean, that's uh, that's a, something that I noticed. I mean, the other thing that I noticed was, I mean, the running game. They did they did continue to try the running, to run the ball, but it was Sproles. Yeah. I mean, Sproles was getting all the carries, and now it's Josh Adams who? Well, yeah. why and why is that? Well, it, I don't. He wasn't being very effective, but that was when Smallwood really started showing him his stuff. You know what I mean? Josh Adams had one carry for two yards. That's it. Right. It, 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 well, the problem. I mean, was- I mean to go from who was you? You're looking for your workhorse. Yep. Then you finally think you find him for three weeks, and then. Three weeks later, you're giving them one carry. That's a comfort zone. I'm not zone. saying I agree. It's disagree. a comfort zone now. It's, it's the playoffs. I understand. Right? Ball but, safety, ball security. They're thinking, you know, if we're going to rely on anybody, it's going to be Darren Sproles. It's, That's it, what I think it's, is going I on. just find that I don't think there's another team in the entire NFL that has a more odd use of the running back <laughs> position I'll, I'll give in you terms that. of players. I'll definitely give you that. They got at least three, sometimes four guys that are all capable of eight-plus carries, and you never know from week to week who's getting the ball. And that's a good point going into this week because I believe Josh Adams is your horse this week. Well, you got to look at the defense that you're you're running against. If so. you need to, if you're trying to break it out wide, Sproles is your guy. You know what I mean? If you're trying to pound it, I like Josh Adams, but Smallwood, I don't. I just like the way he's been running. You know I'm what? Sorry, me and you both, which is crazy. Like I was watching him; he yeah. doesn't even look like Wendell Smallwood and, and out I've, there, right, right? And I've never. I'm like, who is this guy? I've never really been a Smallwood me fan, either. but uh, he's just he's looked good. Yeah, he's he, looked good. he has. I think it's you notice he's wearing like different socks. Like he's not <laughs> right. He looks like he almost looks like a Corral Buckholder out there. You know, it's crazy. But I'm with you, and I I think to to what Dave's saying is I think Dougie steals a page out of Peyton's playbook, and I think you're going to see a lot of Sproles lined up in the flat like a Kamara, and you're going to see Adams in the backfield. I think you're going to see both of them or whether it be Smallwood on the field at the same time. I, I really do, which is what the Saints like to do. So well, I, I, I think I wouldn't mind, that. especially, you know, Sproles is the ex-Saint. Yeah. I would love to see Alshon out there, Tate out there, get Sproles out there, get Aguilar out there. <sighs> One running back. The issue is going to be pass protection on that play. You yeah, know what I mean, if but you the, spread sprawls out, because or you, you can't trust Josh Adams to pass block with. You know what I mean when you're going out that wide. No, but there's only a, there's only three guys in that defense I worry about. And, and to me, there's there's a guy in each layer. Right, you worry about Cameron Jordan on the front line. Okay, you worry about Demario Davis on, as the linebacker, and you worry about Lattimore in the secondary. I'm not worried about Eli Apple. He doesn't bother me. Okay, I'm not really worried about anybody else on that line. I'm saying they can't get to the quarterback, but they that that's the bullseye to me. That's the target in each layer. So if Khalil Mack can be shut down by Jason Peters, okay, or Lane Johnson because they did move him around in that game, then by God, Cameron Jordan 
can be shut down if they're on their game. So uh, I go into this a, a little more confident than I was going in with the Bears uh, you, game. You have to be more confident when you shut Khalil Mack down, period. And Aaron Donald. And I mean, J.J. Watt. The Bears had the best defense in the league. Yeah. I don't care where, one. The, where the Ravens ranked or whatever. But I will say, do not think this New Orleans Saints defense is the Saints defense of old. I, I because agree. Because over the past probably second half of the season, they've really, really improved. And it wasn't even just an addition to Eli Apple. I mean, that helps. But, I mean, this unit. He hasn't played well. No, he hasn't. He hasn't but played well. I'm just saying this defense is not like beginning of the season this was this was almost like an atlanta defense i mean it was such a pushover uh, I, it's look, uh, i agree it, it's gonna it's gonna be a good game it, it's gonna it, be listen, a good game but i will say i mean my, la- my last thought is yeah, what's up? you said it dave said it it's the eerie magic's back and th- look the more they're underdogs the better they're gonna play now and, you're, and you're that's right. just the grit that they have and you know I, I really think that that's half the struggles that they had at the beginning of the year yeah. They weren't playing with grit. Uh, it's almost like Nick Foles is not built to start a season. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you look at him, every time he started a season, he hasn't been that good. But when See, he's pressed into action, it seems like, you know, like, like let's look at this, right? Car- he knows, you hear his press conferences, he knows Carson still the franchise quarterback in his mind. So he's playing with house money. He's got nothing to lose here. Nothing. Whether he succeeds or fails, his role doesn't change on this team. Maybe people may argue that out there, but I don't think the Eagles are going to argue that, right? So his role doesn't change. So that's why you watch this guy. This I don't know how much you guys were on Twitter. I love Eagles Twitter during the game. Shady McCoy blasted a tweet out and said, and he, and he and he went to Jeremy went back at Jeremy Macklin because Jeremy Macklin said like fly equals fly. Uh, Shady put out uh, missed the playoff time, missed my boys, BG, and Big Nick, you know this and that. And and then he tweeted back at Macklin after they won. He said, "Look, everybody celebrate. You know Nick's probably just standing there, not even smiling, like knowing the way he is, you know. And he's so calm and he's so collective." And that is huge when you're talking about these big games. So that's why I'm saying I think he's so successful because he doesn't let anything bother him. It's part of being a great leader. That, that's, the difference that's a good between, point, man. That's the difference between being a great athlete, playing a position, and then being yep. a great leader, playing a position. Yeah. And, I, you know, you started the conversation with how he starts the season and stuff like that. I don't disagree with all of that. What – wouldn't it be like in the Eagles' best interest to try and figure out how to make them both work? It, it, you know, I yeah. don't want to say come in like a reliever because that's never been done before in football. But I mean, if it works for you, let's try and figure something out. And now, listen, that, that's that's a big time hypothetical, and I know that doesn't work in the NFL, but it seems to work for us for the last two years, it, right? It, it has. It has. Look, I'm not taking any credit away from Nick Foles. And, I mean, he has come up with some big plays and big, made some really good throws and big everything. Big Nick the energy, bi- like Colleen Wolf said. Big, <laughs> she wouldn't say the word every tweet. Everybody was tweeting her, just say it, Colleen. Say it, Colleen. Yeah, she yeah. knows what she's doing. Yeah. But I, it's the other 52 guys. You know, you said who, yeah. how did they play at the beginning of the season, Nick Foles' first three games. It wasn't just him. No. Nah. It was 52 other guys also. So, I agree. you know, he's coming up with the big plays, but so is everyone else. You know how big of a deal it is when your team, I don't care what you're playing, comes up with a big play. You get that momentum. You get that mentality. You get that hunger. And everybody, they're, they're all working towards it. You know what I mean? And they're all doing it. I think Nick feeds off that more than anything. And if they're not working on all cylinders, unfortunately, I think Nick feeds off of that too. You know, he's he he's a guy that he's going to – I feel like he's going to play just like his team's playing. You know what I mean? He – I don't know. I don't I don't envision him as a guy that's going to pick this whole team up on his shoulders. This team did it with 53 guys. He was part of everybody's picking it up on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Last year it was the trophy that they picked yeah. up. So hopefully they'll do it again, but – you know, I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Nick, but it's the whole team that just has a whole different mentality. And yes, being these big underdogs and especially the drubbing they had on, they're going to be hungry. The question is, you know, and I, I mean, are we moving on to next week? I mean, are are we done with la- with uh the the dink donk game? 
Oh, we'll go one game at a time. You go. No, I'm, I'm saying mo- moving well, forward in well, this conversation. Right, well, yeah. let me say one more thing, yeah. and then I'll, I'll see. I, I think they have something to say too. So I think that's a very good point when you talk about, uh, you know, a huge team win because this was the, the the complete shapings of a full team win. And and the reason why I say that is because I was jotting some things down as I was watching the game. Certain plays, like I, I'll give you for instance. Uh, I can't remember if it was it was probably third quarter. A couple plays in the third quarter stood out to me. Number one was the tackle by LeBlanc on the uh, on the tight end uh, that came up short. I mean, open field tackle, which again here's a cast off comes in makes a tremendous play. Uh, Jordan Hicks, who hasn't played basically all year, tracking down Tariq Cohen on a third down, getting him out of bed. I mean, these are plays that that stand out to you in this game that you say to yourself, "Wow." I mean that that catch, not the fourth and uh, fourth down play, fourth and goal, but the play by Golden Tate in the middle of the field, where if it wasn't for today's NFL, he would have got destroyed. Yep. Uh, you know, so you know Jordan Matthews, the play where he goes deep and he almost one hands the ball, even though he's getting a pass interference call. You know, Zach Ertz, who went one on one with Khalil Mack on one of those plays and blocked him. So many things that stand out to me in this game. Uh, talk about a total team effort, man. That's what's so special. Hunger. You're right. I can't wait to see this game. There's going. You're, I don't um, think the referees. Pumped, I don't think the referees have enough hankies in their in their Oof. belts because there's going to be some ferocious hitting going on. And uh, going into the Saints game, last time we played the Saints, your buddy Sean Payton, his his game plan was blitz Carson up the middle and go at who Sydney. And guess what? Who are they going after now? Well, they're going after Maddox, yes. but both of those two aren't playing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Which is pretty interesting. Yep. Right? So, so they're going to go after Maddox. Russell Douglas, going back to – I know. Uh, it's another guy. I'm Russell glad you Douglas him up. had nine tackles. Bradham, who, I, who I'm you know, a big fan of and I know everybody else is, had eight tackles. Um, it's just going to be a really, really interesting ball game. Um, you know, my son and I were discussing – what do you think Sean Payton's going to do? Do you think he's going to try and run the ball, or do you think he's just going to go after the passing game? And uh, I've simply said he's going to do both. He's He's got that luxury at offense that he's going to do both. So this game, to me, reminds me of our Super Bowl last year, right? We're going to have to – obviously, we have to outscore everybody yep. in order to win the game. Yeah. But this is going to be, in my opinion, a shootout. I, I have a feeling that, you know – 35 32 whatever or something along those lines might I can see be, that might be your game I can uh, see that and it's going to be one play on defense for us obviously that's going to win us the game um uh, listen I what you said to your son when he's talking about I think they're going to run the ball more I think they're going to give it I think they're going to go I would say 60 40 the only reason why I say that is because Sean's smart Peyton's smart he knows to your, you know, to your fact that we don't blitz, right? So he knows our pressure comes from that front four. So how do we, how do we push back that pressure? We worked them down. We worked them down with Ingram, Kamar, Ingram, Kamar, and then it's happened so many games, right? That Tampa Bay game that they that they should have lost. Okay, what what happened? Fourth quarter, all of a sudden, Drew Brees, guys wide open, soft lights zone, them lights them up because the guys are worn down. Yeah. And I think it's going to be the same. So they re- the rotation that they have yeah. is going to be key. And your boy may have to blitz a little bit in this game. He better blitz in this game. Up the but you middle. better be careful, though. Uh, well, listen, Get a Hall of Fame quarterback back there. Listen, he is going to light us up. I'm, mark my words. Drew Brees is going to light us up, just like Tom Brady did last year. But you have to hit him. Yeah. You need to blitz up the middle and put him on the ground. He does not like seeing the turf. Yeah. You have to hit him. And that's, I'm glad you brought that up. So now we, that we have uh, – uh, what's his name came back? We have Haloti Nada. Yep. We have um, obviously – Timmy Jernigan. Jernigan, thank you. And yep. and, and Cox. That yep. That's huge to your part, right? You need that rotation to stay fresh, which yes. is going to be – a big deal because that's exactly right, Tony. They're going to peppers, 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 and then try and knock us out. Yep. And and we got to be up to the task. And Schwartz hit Drew Brees. Don't take a page of what you didn't do last year against Brady, and yeah. and, and do something different. Do something different, I please. Like that. I so like we that. don't have to next time we see him want to throw batteries at his face. <laughs> Bat. 
Didn't we do that to J.D. Drew? I think we did, yeah. J.D. Was- Drew. D batteries. D batteries. That's Adam, right. Throwing them at them. Ooh, yeah, that's awful. That's very mean. That's, that's Philadelphia, my, baby. Yeah, my, yeah, my kind of fan. That, oh, st- I know. It's Pittsburgh <laughs> fighting each other in the seven hundred level. Nobody gets that. That was Baltimore. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. it was terrible, terrible. But uh, let, let, let's let's talk about the offensive line first before we start breaking down other games of the weekend and we look ahead at some predictions, but. I brought this up to Coach Dave, and uh, I, I, you know, we do a little prep sheet, and John seen it as well. And it was something I was thinking about because at the end of the day, you win this game. Andy Reid used to say all the time, you win this game in the trenches. Offensive line, defensive line. That's where you win most games. And I look at the bookends that we have right now in Jason Peters and Lane Johnson. And I, I, I would say I don't know how many more combinations I would take above them when they're 100% healthy in the NFL. Really, I, I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know of a left and a right tackle consistently on, on the same team, a duo that I would take over them. I really don't. Uh, brings me back to yesteryear when we had Trey Thomas and John Runyon, which were huge staples in the McNabb era. So what I, what, is there is there one above the other? I have to ask. If, 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 if we're playing... Everybody's 30 years old, right? Everybody's 30 years old, and Wentz or McNabb's a quarterback, doesn't matter, okay? Who are you going with? Are you going with Trey and John? Or are you going with Jason and Lane? Because I think it's a pretty interesting question. Or would you split the two? Would you go Lane and Trey, or would you go John and Jay? So I think I bring that up because I think it's a little interesting conversation. What do you think? Oh, you're looking at each other like... Uh, you don't know much about offensive line run, in Pittsburgh, bro. <laughs> just just, you, just You're kidding that. me, right? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. Offensive line? What, what duo are you going to Watch the 2017 Pro Bowl when we had three linemen in there. Who? I, I didn't say linemen. I said left tackle and right tackle. Bookends. And you said we don't, have, you said we don't have an offensive line, so I'm oh. just saying that's a retracted statement no that way. needs to happen. Bookends. Three Pro Bowlers on the off. You said offensive line. Yes, you're talking bookends in yes, this conversation. Bookends. You said Pittsburgh doesn't who's have an offensive la- who's line. Who's the, the best la- the, the last best tackle you had on that team? Alejandro Villanueva right now. Right now. Who, right who's now. his partner? On the right? Yeah. Should be Gilbert, but he's not there. Well, he's should been be. Hurt. It doesn't matter. Who's there right now? Garbage. Exactly. My point. So, anyway, let's get back to the real debate. Who would you take? I don't want none of them now after this. I'll take my three pro bowlers. And oh, I'm here good. we go. Now, I would, if I had to choose, I'm a Runyon guy. I so, loved Ronnie. And if if I if you're giving me the option to split, give me Runyon and Peters. I like that. I like that. How about if you if you didn't have that option to split? I I'm a bigger fan of Lane Johnson. Are you? Than, yeah, than Thomas. So I'm a huge Jason Peters fan. Always I, I wanted him when they said he was on the market in Buffalo. I wanted you know, they traded a first and third for him. I wanted him so bad. And a lot of people were like, wow, that's a lot. And you knew Andy. You knew Andy when he first, Andy became the head coach. What was the first big signing? He First guy with the shovel. Who was it, Dave? John Ryan. Absolutely. Yep. He said, I'm going to get me a right tackle. And then what did he do? He traded for the left tackle. Well, he had Trey Thomas. But they after they, right. Mm-hmm. And then they drafted. Who was that? Was it Wellborn on that line? Wellborn, yeah. Uh, Jermaine Mayberry. They were all tackles. They were, And he made them guards. And uh, Honey Buns. Honey Buns, Hank Fraley played in the middle, center. right? Yeah. So you had these guys, then, and then we had the the Sean Andrews yeah. saga, which mm. he was a phenomenal player, but yeah, he was all pro. his head mm-hmm. just you know. Then we went, we tried the Stacey Andrews project, didn't really work, right? So then you know we get JP, man. JP was just a stud, uh, and and a guy that was a a basketball player. This guy was a basketball player, and that's why they say he's so. Uh, light on his feet and so athletic it's amazing to me but Ronyan was an absolute brawler he really was I mean he was that guy you better be watching after the play because he's taking somebody out you know what's I loved about him and now he's a what congressman but what about you Dave what do you think so I, this is right up my alley man this is such a great debate for Dave me. likes the trenches oh uh, yeah I mean it's First of all, Trey Thomas was a, a flat-out stud at yes, six he was. foot seven. Florida State uh, College, uh, Runyon, the Big Blue at Michigan, and and 
those two together, not only was John Runyon big, strong, and nasty, but he was highly intelligent. If you remember to play yelling at Westbrook to take a knee instead of scoring in the end zone. Yes, I do remember that. I, I mean, the man Killed brought – Killed a lot of fantasy teams, but – Yes, it did. <laughs> the man brought everything to the table, and his battles with Strahan, who were Hall of Fame defensive end, were legendary. And in my opinion, that's a stalemate between the both of them uh, because Runyon got the much as Strahan as Strahan got – as much as Runyon, um, if I had to pick a duo, it's that that's a stalemate for me as well. Because, like you said, the Arkansas tight end and Jason Peter, because that's what he played in college, um, yeah. is a phenomenal football player. Lane Johnson, who played quarterback at Oklahoma, that's another one. It's right? crazy, right? So these guys morphed into linemen. Right, those two players, Peters and Johnson, to play in today's NFL. Now, I don't know if Runyon. And and this might sound funny, uh, you know, going back to like the basketball the debate, can this guy play in this era, can this guy play in this era? Runyon today would probably get kicked out of every game. Because I was just going to say Runyon, that. So when I played football, <laughs> we were taught you block the first level, you get to the second, and then you go mash a D-back, right? If you go back to John Runyon's film, he mashed D-backs. Oh. He mashed. If they were sitting around a pile yep. and that whistle wasn't blown, you would see the six nine jumping over the pile to grab somebody. Human missile, oh. knocking people that down. Was great, and man. that was, that was why. Great. How could you not love John Runyon? Yeah, right, right. So that goes back to today's NFL. You can't do that today. But what Lane Johnson has done in the in the last couple of weeks on one leg yeah, is argue, is right? is astounding. So I love this debate. Can I have them both? Can I play? No. The, can I play one in one half and then no, the next? No, no rotations. Other? Yeah. Well, I'm not picking that. I'm not picking. <laughs> no, you, I'm not picking because I, I love the them. I love all four of them, and for all their own reasons. Like Trey Thomas, he he lined up every game. He lined and he was an All Pro. Runyon was an All Pro. Peters is an All Pro. Lane is All Pro. So your point to having those bookends. And I brought this conversation up prior to getting on air. Jeff Garcia, when he came and played for the Eagles under the Trey Thomas, John Runyon, he, he, he said to Donovan and he said to the media that we have looked at from afar and admired Donovan's offensive line f- along the NFL for years. Yep. And he was well protected, and they ran the ball. When people think Donovan, they think throwing. We ran the ball effectively under with those guys at our bookends. Well, think about it, too. Think about, and, and, and I know me and John were just playing with John a little bit with Pittsburgh, but if you think about the NFL as a whole, what other team could you say has had offensive line tackles? I'm not going to say line, I'm saying tackles, bookends, left tackles and right tackles for like the last 25 years, like we've had. I think there's a lot like Arizona. Right, I think Arizona would have loved. Well, you got to I have mean, a couple of our tackles oh, over absolutely. the years. Absolutely, well, you, I mean, you have to look, but think about. I mean, even in the NFL today, how many good tackles are out there? Let's right. just take one. Just say left tackle. How many good left tackles have been in the NFL in the past ten years? I don't. What five? 10? Yeah, six. I don't know. It's not. A, it's not a lot. Right. So if you're talking, and, that, and, and then to pair that up with a right tackle. And uh, I mean that's a decade. That, that's that's a how decade awesome it is to be able to pair them up. Yes. I mean the, the chances of that, you know, you got a ten percent chance of pairing it up. You're right. No, you're absolutely right, and that's why it, it it's been so terrific for us to be able to have that luxury. I mean it's it, it's been astounding. But before we get in the other games, what do you guys? Can we win? Are we going to win? You got a prediction here? Win. Uh, you know, you said 30. Are you want to stick with the 35, 32? Is that kind of yeah, I like what that you number. say? You like that? How about you, John? What do you think? Well, you think I, we going in? See, I, I didn't get to put in my two cents about the game yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. No, we were, that's quite all right. No, oh. no big deal. I knew we were getting to the score. The no, I don't have anything. I, I actually, get my time in. Come on. I actually don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. No? Ooh. No. The Eagles defense is playing too well right now hmm. and I really don't see it being a high scoring game I'm not saying Breeze might not get 300 yards I think Breeze will have a nice day I don't know that they're ever going to get Mark Ingram going on the ground up the middle and I think that's going to be a big difference in this game if they can't do that and now Breeze is relying on the passing game more than anything or even even passing to Kamara or you know him Kamara Kamara sorry we'll get Kamara. the runs we'll get the runs outside okay um 
but I really think it's going to be the defense and, you know, like Coach Dave said, getting the pressure on them. Um, I see it being a little bit more of a defensive battle than a high scoring. I'm going uh, 27-24, which isn't super low. 27-24. I like that. I like that. I'm going the birds, man. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to stick to the, to the threes. And I'm going to say birds win 31-28. Nail-biter again. Uh, no miss kick, but just a three-point win. And I, I know the spread's probably, what, what eight now? Or, are like they getting that. eight? I think the Saints are getting eight. Uh, but at the end of the day, I just feel – I feel too confident in this team with the way that they're playing right now, all things considered, that they they have every opportunity. I mean, look, Dungy, and you'll know this, Tony Dungy tweeted out the other day, 2005, he said with the Colts, you know, the Colts went and beat the crap out of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the regular season. And divisional game, Steelers came back and they beat the crap out of them. So, you know, <laughs> it, 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 it can happen, right? Yeah. It can happen. So, anything can happen. Well, um, and really, 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 really do games happen the same way the second time anyway. Exactly. You learn from it. It's yes. a, the Eagles are a completely different team than what the Saints saw. Who's Drew Brees' backup? It's that it's Teddy that kid, right? Number Teddy. seven, oh, oh, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Who's uh, the other guy who plays Taysom, like Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill, that's it. Tight end, Breeze is getting running back. Breeze is getting knocked out of this game. Wow, that's a bold statement by Coach Dave. By who? Want to put a label on it? Nigel Bradham. Oh, Nigel Ooh. comes in with the hammer. Comes in with that white, big white glove he wears. The hat. Well, here, here, here's the follow-up <laughs> question: Is there a roughing the passer call? Absolutely, it's playoffs. Who cares? Absolutely, no, I'm not saying we care. I'm just asking the question: If you're knocking a quarterback out, there's a good possibility you got a 15. No, it's funny because that's a different style of game you play, right? You know, in you know, playoffs, yeah. you're not worried about suspensions. Not worried about nothing. You're just going all out. Yeah, that's crazy. That's well. Listen, we're all in agreement. Eagles win. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll get it together for a little celebratory drink yes. uh, after they win next week. I think that's a plan. It'll be at my house. Uh, yeah, I like that. Well, should we tweet out? We'll, we'll tweet out Coach Dave's oh, address. Yeah. Address <laughs> will be on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about these uh, these other games, man? I, I don't know how much you guys watched. I watched them all. Mm-hmm. I was I was deeply disappointed in Seattle. Yes. Uh, I, I was. Why really, though? Why? Why? Because I I, I didn't one get particular the player. No, the offensive coordinator. And could I and, and could I ask? So you have an offensive coordinator who is Brian Schottenheimer, the son of Marty Schottenheimer, who Marty never had a good offense. So I was hoping maybe his kid would have been a defensive coordinator, <laughs> not offensive coordinator. But some of his play, it was like a lethargic game. Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. it was just bad. I mean, but I'll tell you what, that catch. By Doug Baldwin, oh. Oh, unbelievable. Did we say it a week before? Right. Like he's the most underrated receiver. Unbelievable. Yep. Nobody else makes that play. Nobody. That's great. Catch. Uh, and Russell Wilson. I mean, listen. When they went on fourteen, to, I was like, we're good. Yeah. Russell Wilson's taking over. Yeah. And then they couldn't stop Zeke. Man, Zeke is. They could I hate not saying st- this. I know Tony. this. If I, oh I, man, I, yeah, I want to slap his hand uh, off the screen. Zeke, I can't stand it. Is a nightmare. And I said this to the friends of mine that like Dallas, who I, I blame parents on for that. The reason, the bad <laughs> yeah, parenting. we, we got to talk about that off air. I want to know who that is. So I, uh, you know what? It's the children rebelling sometimes. Yeah, I'm well, always a fan of yeah, blaming you're the, the parents. Man. You're 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 the ruler of the, the house, whether it be mom or dad, right? You could get that out of your son or your daughter, right? Just saying. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there's I think those people when even you're though the mad kids at are rebelling and, when you're mad at mom and dad and how can I get back at them oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go get a well think about shirt. it well, what would uh, you if you yeah. guys walk down to the studio we got a lot of memorabilia laying around around here right and all of a sudden there's a Cowboys flag what's the first thing you, I walk you look, out I walk out uh, I see yeah. like well, what's going on here like is, you want to you want to explain something to me so yeah but I'm sorry <laughs> go ahead no nah, I, I was just telling them I was complimenting Elliot. And I said Man, he's, he's the best. Oof. He's the best Cowboys running back ever, in my opinion. Over Emmett. Over Emmett. And this is what over Dorsett. Over Dorsett. And this is what I wow. explained. Ezekiel's skill set is better than Emmett's. He over can, Demarco Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. He can he can catch. <laughs> he can he can pass block. He can run. He's bigger, stronger, faster. Yep. 
Now, is he going to have the same numbers at the end of the day of Emmett Smith? We don't know. We don't know his longevity. Like John and I talked about this, we don't know how long Zeke's going to play for. But his skill set overall is outstanding. And that's very scary for me and us as Eagles fans because we're going to have to deal with this monster and him feeding his face two-handed, right? So Hopefully somebody can break one of them so maybe he can just do it with one hand. But And Dak, I hate to say this as well, uh, he made throws. He made, he made a throws. couple. Yes, and he it, did. And it absolutely bothered me because I hated complimenting uh, him, but he did. Now, going back to Seattle, are you kidding me? And 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 the coach, the offensive coordinator, fourth. I know you're the number one rushing offense in the league. You don't have to prove it to me by handing the ball off when it's not it's not working, and you're not throwing in a play action pass every now and again or a rollout. Come you on, got bro. Russell Wilson. Let's go. What are we doing here? And with all that said, they only lost by two. Uh, so and what was that? What was the end kick? Yeah. Was that? I mean, did he mean to do that? He messed up. Yeah, that was the, that was the worst onside kick I've ever but seen. But you don't have you have fifty three guys on the team. John and I spoke yeah. about this off air yesterday, obviously. And uh, you don't have somebody else that can do an onside kick. I don't know, man. I I, I think they well remember Janikowski gets kicked out, right? And I think he did know how to do it. You know, he's that Aussie specialist. They yeah. thought he was going to come in. You know, I'm expecting some, like, trick shot. You see him hitting yeah. Pete were pounding. I'm like, oh, it's going to be good. Then I watch. I was like, um, that looks a little far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong here, man. Oh, that was the that, easiest that was, thing I seen. That was great. Did you watch that game, John? Yeah. I had a fancy football party over at Chickie and Pete's and Parks. Nice. So, it, what, it, it was off. Dave? It was no, you, you no, me neither. I didn't think fantasy so. League. I, I, but I, I, well, anyway, yeah, exactly. It, it was. Uh, it, I was watching off and on. Here. Must be the other podcast he, he does. Yeah, the other okay. podcast. Yeah, the other guys. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know, but you got. I don't understand how you can't have two a second capable guy to do these things. Whether yeah. it's a field goal or what, you got a punter, you got a kicker. All right, like a place kicker. I don't understand how these dudes can't cross-train. you telling me that they don't have enough time in their schedule where they can't spend an hour every day? Do I mean, I don't know. What are they working on for well, that's the thing. eight, ten, they just have to well, however many? Right. So you, you don't think that so, like the punter can learn to kick a field goal? Uh, or I so, agree. I don't know. It's not like they got the tackling dummy out there. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. come on, bro. You got to yep. kick. Yeah. That's it. You got one job to do. Yeah. Like Ray Diddy said, or Jaw said. Jaw said, yo, one job to do. I'm I'm not capacitor for Cody Parkey. He had one job to do and he couldn't do it. So hey, I I I gotta give it to him. I do. I gotta give it to him. How about that Indianapolis game? Indies for They real. went in and punched Texans in the throat and then let up. I I was wow. I mean, I liked we picked Indy, I picked Indy, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't think it was gonna happen like that. I thought it was gonna be a game. Yeah. It wasn't even a game. And they Dude. have something special going on out there. Marlon Mack, man, that, that was the that was a difference maker in the Hell, game. One hundred forty eight yards, and I did not think that he wow. was going to have success against that uh, Texans defense. I picked Marlon Mack and the Colts on nice. this on this show. I said he's going to have a big game. You're, you're, you're right. You and, know why? Why? Because of the coach. Because of Frank. Because of right. Frank. Their offensive line destroys people. They're they're the real deal, and and luck. Second in touchdowns going against Mahomey this week, who was 50 touchdowns, 50 and 39. Speaking I think. of that, they go on, can they go in and take care of Kansas City? Yes. I think they're going to, by the way. I think they can, but I don't think they will. I think they will. I think well, right. here, are we, are we picking this game right well, now? Well, we just kind of parlayed into it. I'm just yeah. saying, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Colts. I think Colts can, are going to take care of business. And I said it, listen. We did PI Live last night, phillyinfluencer.com, and my prediction for the Super Bowl was the Eagles and the Colts. And I'm sticking with it because I think I feel something special with both teams. And you got hot, you know, one in five. Indy was one in five. And they have the same kind of mentality the birds do where they have a lot of guys, young young kids, uh, cast-offs, players people told they aren't, aren't anything, can't play. And, and they got a rejuvenation about them and a confidence, and that is scary. 
That is scary, scary, scary. And I watch big red coats. Too many big games in this town to choke. And I'm just saying, everybody keeps saying this is going to be Andy's year. I don't think so. I think that's that's molded into him, and I think he's going to hit another hot team at the you know like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, like the Carolina Panthers. Okay, they, 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 who came into our house and took our championship games away from us? I have a feeling the same thing's going to happen this week. Coach Dave, what do you got? Colts. I'll say Colts, and it has a lot to do with Andy Reid, unfortunately. You're going to see him, instead of running the football when he needs to keep Andrew Luck off the field and control the clock, you're going to see him trying to win the game with Mahomes. And the Colts' defense can rush the passer, and and they can – they can uh, their D-backs are pretty solid. I was about to give you a call. It sounded like you were choking up over Andy Reid over there a little it's, bit. Uh, it's, it's, you, I'm, you I'm had a, little a moment? Bit, a little bit on the uh, I'll just make it sure. I don't mean you, you and Andy might have I love a little, it. Yeah. Listen, I love Andy I, Reid. I really do. I, I, I don't want to downplay uh, – Andy Reid, but he has his flaws, and yes. guess when they come out? Sunday or Saturday. In when are they playing? The playoffs. <laughs> yeah. All the yeah. time. I mean, his offense, his offenses are, you know, record-setting. But, you know, I, it'll be interesting to come down and see how many timeouts they have when they need them. Yep. Right? And it's going to be clock management yep. issues. all the time. It's you can't make this stuff up. No, it's it's legitimate. Yeah, because really there's a is. case study to it, and then there's years of watching. Yes, and it's until he overcomes it, we're going to I'm going to bet against him. Oh, I, I said the same thing. You know, every time I get asked about it, I always say, "Yeah, you know what? Honestly, as long as Andy Reid's still the coach, yeah. I, I I don't have faith. I really don't." So, what I, I see the Chiefs winning this week. I, I'm I'm not disagreeing that there's going. You know. I don't think they're they got they got this win. They're losing next week. To who? Let's go right well, into that game. I'm I'm going thirty one twenty four Chiefs and they're losing to the Chargers next week. Ooh. So Chargers escape out a win this week. Twenty seven twenty three. Wow. By the way, my record on picking games is like every week I'm one and four. Last year one every week. Or one and three. I, I'm every time I pick a game, I should just pick the complete opposite. I'm going to pick all these games, and I'm going to go lay some money at the casino. Complete opposite. I will bet you I come out. Oh, they got the sports book bank. open at Sugar House. Oh, isn't it today? No, or, no, yesterday. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and I think is it parks open yet? I'm not sure. I think I think that was yesterday was too. Yeah. yeah. So that, yeah. So you so, can you, you can get that out there, Tony. Yeah. You were you were like me last week. We picked I think almost identical. All, we were three. We were three and four. Yeah. Well, because we picked all road teams. Yeah. So no, three and one. Or, excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Three yeah, wins, three and one. One loss. Yes. The only one we lost was Seattle. Yeah. Which hey that and unfortunately the Seattle loss gave me hope more hope for the Eagles because I'm like all right. Because what's the odds of all road teams winning? Yeah. So, all right, that loss got out of the way. So, now the football gods are upon us. But what about the Baltimore game? Because I think a lot of interesting things happened in, in that Baltimore-San Diego game. Uh, I think Joe Flacco should have been put into the game. Yes. In my own opinion. Yes. You you And, and I think Phil Rivers said it best. Where and he wasn't talking about Flacco, but they had asked him about something, and he said, "Listen, this is playoffs. Care if you win by one point, we let that situation take care of itself the following week. We need to win this game." And I think Joe could have came in, and he could have he could have gave a rejuvenation, just like an Andrew Luck kind of thing, even if it was for one week or a Nick Foles. And I think they could have won that game. I really do. Uh, so. It's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. Obviously, you heard the press conference afterwards with Harbaugh. It, you know, he's gone. We know it. You know, he said Joe's got a lot of good football left in him. I'm going to get, you know, I'll follow him wherever he's at. He, he, he's gone. But my thing is Who's about. He's gone, Flacco. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to talk about Jackson because Jackson showed, again, that if he's one of those typical running quarterbacks. Okay, you stop his feet and don't give me the fourth quarter because they were down by 20 points. He wasn't throwing against the same defense he was throwing against the first quarter. Uh, they basically they limited him, and that's a that's an issue going forward. So I did say the reason why they were going to win because I thought they wouldn't lose them twice, and Phillip Rivers just continues to make plays, man. A couple of those throws, unbelievable, unbelievable. Did you guys watch that game too? Oh, yeah. I watched them all. Yeah. Yeah, what, what anything you took from that game or not no, that we already I, the, didn't know? The Baltimore offense is just too predictable with him back there because he is not going to throw the ball. He throws the ball when it's utterly required. He's 
I, t- to me, he throws as well as a backup quarterback. Oof. But when you're running that type of offense, you're doing you're you know you don't know who's running the ball. They're running for 200 yards, so it's not you know typically you go and stop the run. Stop the run. You're stopping the one guy in the what? backfield that's coming that. through. You know, what I mean, coming through the hole that's opened up. This you got two guys. You don't know which one's going to have it, and you can't overcommit to both of them because they can kill you with a trick play or two. I just don't see it being sustainable. Or Lamar Jackson even taking as much as many carries and as many hits as he does. Yeah, that's another thing. I like the word you used when you and I were talking. Gimmicky. Gimmicky. Yeah. And I said that I said the that's John, true. I the like reason that. why I took the Chargers, other than I've been sticking with them the whole season, is they're going to kill Lamar Jackson, mm. and, and he's not going to last. And your pick of Jim Harbaugh coming here to be an Eagles coach, remember that? I, 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 you know what? After that game, I'm with Philip Rivers, and you don't do that as a head coach. You got one game to play. Yeah, you got a quarter at a time to play it, and you play to win. You don't look. This guy might give me a better shot. I don't care if you put him in for a series or two. You do what it takes to win the game. And Joe Flacco deserved to play in that game. Absolutely. And the head coach decided not to. You're kidding me, right? That, that to me, was a chink in hardball. You don't do that. I I agree. I completely agree. I picked picked the Chargers in that game. I picked them this week against the Pats. I picked the Chargers to play to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl in the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking with them. Anthony Lynn, tremendous job. Yeah, really, uh, really Lynn, underrated. Job. Very underrated. Very underrated. But I, I, I'm going to take the Chargers as well. They were one of my one of my picks to go. I didn't say Super Bowl, but I would always say very underrated. A team nobody was talking about. A team that just had the grittiness about them that just found a way to win behind a Hall of Fame, a future Hall of Fame quarterback. So, and and Melvin Gordon, I know he's probably 75%, but if he could get 100%, that guy is nasty. He really is. So, they have a nice running game out there. I just can't believe that we're sitting here and all three of us picked the road dog to go into New England. To Gillette Stadium, right? In Gillette Stadium where they don't lose and all three of us picked them to lose. You know what? They haven't had that. Oh, they don't have the swagger. Mystique this year. Uh, Last game, Rob Gronkowski, zero catches, zero yards. You know, Brady's not the zero, same guy. Zero legs to run on and zero back. And, and and another reason why I'm picking the Chargers is because this has been more of a running style offense this year with New England, with Sony Michelle and James White, right? Something we haven't really seen since, I would say, a la Corey Dillon, mm-hmm. right? So if Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram and these guys are, you know, they can put this running game to, to a, a halt. Brady's going to be in trouble. He's going to get knocked down a couple times. And well, if they Mr. Stop Brady Bal- doesn't like it. They stop down. Baltimore's running game. Ex- I mean. ex- exactly, exactly. Speaking of uh, Melvin Gordon, did you guys happen to see that Uber story? Yeah. Out of, uh, I-, I thought that was hilarious when he was with the Uber driver, and Uber driver didn't know who he was. He was talking about how Baltimore's going to win. So I thought it was great because, like Dave said off the air, I mean, it was very, very professional. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, you know, he taped, he was laughing at the end. And uh, then the guy tried to retract. He's like, oh, yeah, we, we always talk like that out here. It's, it, it was if, pretty funny. If anybody didn't see it, go go. It's go all over, right? It. Yeah, it's all over. What was it? I think I seen it on Twitter. Yeah. It, uh, actually, it's, if it's you everywhere. go on Twitter and you go to Melvin Gordon's Twitter account, it's on it's, there as well. But, uh, yeah, it was great. Now, that brings me on. You know, we live in an Uber world right now, right? Everybody's Ubering. Uh, you know, everybody, you know, they go to their parties. There should no, be no more DUIs anymore because – Uber is right at your fingertips whenever you need it. But say you were an Uber driver, and you could pick up one guy. And this guy could be dead or alive right now. Mickey Mantle. Uh, <laughs> and, it was Mickey a, and it was a celebrity, non-celebrity. It was who would you want to drive on whether it be an hour, say, you know, half-hour drive in Uber. Who Who would you want to pick up? Well, you go first. Let's hear you. I want to hear All yours. All right. You know what? I'm going to go. And this may not be. I, I have a, like a 1A and 1B, the same kind of thing. But mine's either Roy Halladay or Greg Maddox. And the reason why is because I grew up watching Greg Maddox pitch. And, you know, when he was a part of that Braves uh, National League pennant, what, 14 straight years with Bobby Cox, watching him paint the corners 
and just be a low-key guy but a bulldog on the mound and watch his – he didn't have a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, right? He just knew how to pick people apart. And then I get to see Doc come here and basically do the same thing. I would just love to hear their story on you know, how they would – basically prepare for games how they learned how to pitch that way show me show me you take your fingers on how you throw that splitter how you throw the slider how you get the i would love to get inside their head so i would go at one of those guys for a half hour hour whatever it is just to to, to pick their brain for the game of baseball how about you guys uh, all right john's looking at me I, i'll i'll go so mickey Mantle's obviously dead i'm not going to pick him though believe it or not <laughs> even though you can't bring back somebody I'll, okay, I'll bring back somebody. I'll bring back Ted Williams. Oh, that's a nice one. And being that, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm more, I would say, a football guy, but um, Ted Williams to me is a pretty interesting fellow. He, he served in our country's war, yep. right? And he was a, a gunner that, that shot down multiple planes. And, and not only was he a, a great war hero, but obviously an outstanding baseball player. And to hear him talk about hitting – and his philosophy, I probably would hit like 13 telephone poles because I'd just be staring <laughs> at him while I'm trying to drive. But uh, uh, I mean, You'd Ted be Williams, all. Ted Williams uh, I, and I'm just going to go with a live guy, Bo Jackson, and then John Saul Ewers. Oh, I love that. Bo knows Bo. Bo, Bo knows Bo. Wow. What about What's you, What's he Doc? up to now? Ah, I'll tell you what. Uh, if it wasn't for that hip, that that dude would probably still crush a baseball and run a run a ninety yard punt return no, back. I'm if sure, he had to, yep. man, yep. it was unbelievable. All right, well, my guy, look, he's a movie star. Uh, oh, nice, I like it. He's a rapper. He's a basketball potential Hall of Famer, Shaquille O'Neal. Oh, I like that. Shaq <laughs> Diesel, I want him. He's he's gonna tell me how many backboards he ripped down the whole apparatus, but. Uh, he was on that running wild with Bear Grylls. He's a Grylls. funny guy. Oh my! If I tell you what, I I loved watching that episode. Um, you know, he's he's really a real guy. He has that dry, sarcastic sense of oh, humor. Yeah, absolutely. He, I can only imagine the stories he's has. I mean, I'm I'm going with Shaq. I've always liked Shaq. So here you go. I, I, I'm going to put you guys on the spot here. Talking about Shaq because you said hip hop rapper, right? I have two questions. What was Shaq's debut, debut rap song? I know I got skills, man. No, well, you're, that's good. That was his album. I like it. And the album name was. Does anybody know? No. Shaq Diesel. Yeah. Uh, right. I, but, I I believe I I believe it's the CD. I got it at home. It is. But what was his first appearance? As a rapper, it wasn't that? Oh, yeah, it was with Foosh Nickens. Oh, John, you, my, <laughs> oh, my man. Foosh Nickens. He's a show. That's what absolutely, man. Yo, he came out. I, I, I still, what's up, Doc? Can you rock? Yep. What's up, Doc? <laughs> Yo, remember that, man? Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. That's a good one. I like Shaq. I, I, oh, that's that's excellent. What kind of car yeah. are you driving on to pick Shaq up? Me, me and Dave could drive a Prius to pick our guys on. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going to need, like, you're gonna need I, like a stagecoach hey, mobile. I'll, I'll, I'll just get a Yukon <laughs> with a sunroof. That way you can put uh, his head on. I'd love to see how that to. guy's fit. Uh, wow, that's great, man. That's good. Dude, we're out of time. That's that's a good ending. I like that. I like that. We covered everything, boys. We covered football. We covered local, national, Uber drivers, a little hip-hop, which John – Really show me some culture. I didn't know he had in him. Oh, it. I got culture. Oh, uh, we're 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 gonna do a hip hop show soon. I like it. Uh, we're gonna get everybody involved. But listen, everybody, thanks again for tuning in. As always, uh, I seen a little uh, a couple more rings coming in. Uh, we had a couple more views last week, which was great. Uh, we're gonna start going live uh, pretty soon. Maybe every other week. Uh, maybe we're we're gonna get a fancy baseball. Uh, We'll talk going pretty soon. John's going to have maybe fat. We'll, we'll we'll shoot for first week of February because Bryce Harper's going to meet with the Phillies on Saturday. So yeah. we'll see where he goes in the rankings if he signs here. But 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 anyway, for your host, I'm Tony Cotillo at T Cotillo twenty three. For co-host John Coker at PGH John thirty six and Coach Dave at Coach Dixon three six five. Hook us up at the Heat Ratio on Twitter, Instagram, all the social platforms. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a review, and give us a listen. And we'll see you next week. Go Birds.